0: This is Pastor Chadwick King. I hope you enjoy the ministry of God's Holy Word today provided by the Promise Center Media Ministry. Please share this lesson or sermon with your friends and family. And may the Lord bless you. How's everybody doing tonight? Um, so uh, you're going to have to bear with me a little bit tonight. I uh, On Monday, I... I had the privilege of, of going to a, uh, a Giants game, which was a lot of fun, but in the process of walking to the stadium, I, uh, I kind of stepped in a little pothole in San Francisco, and so I kind of tweaked my, my ankle and my, my foot a little bit, and so um, I, I, I can't put a lot of pressure on my right foot, so I'm going to kind of try to stand in the same place here without moving around too much, and if I make a weird face, I'm not making a weird face at you, I'm I'm kind of in pain. I haven't taken... Any medication because you know the medication will just mask, and uh, I don't want to feel like oh I'm better now and then kind of aggravated a little bit more. And so with my wife out of town and not here to take care of me, I've kind of just been prolonging the. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. She, <laughs> she's great. In fact, right before service, she uh, she called me with uh, with my daughters and they prayed over the phone, which was pretty pretty amazing. And so uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome. I am excited about Young and Free that's happening next Friday. We uh, Not to re-go over the announcement, but um, Young and Free is just an awesome, awesome service that we put on for our um, college age and um, older, even some of our high school students. It's a, it's a great, great, great time, and um, I'm excited to have my friend uh, Chris Siebold, uh, a friend of the Promise Center as well, um, that's going to not just sing, he's an amazing singer, and we've all, you know, have just witnessed his, his ability to minister through music, but just, he's going to be speaking as well, and so um, I'm really, really excited about that, but um, amen, amen, amen. Um, <clears throat> I have a sermon that, um, a, a message that God gave me, um, and I've taught different parts of it, um, maybe over the past year, year and a half, uh, to our young people and um, it's something that um, every so often I like to revisit and every so often God likes to just remind me and just show me in my life how I can be like this person in the Bible and, and just the grace that God gives me. And it's a story that if looked at, um, sometimes can see, well, man, that's kind of a harsh story. But at the same time, it's a very, very powerful story. And at the end of the day, at the end of the story, you do see God's grace. And I think that's very, very important but I want to I jump to the scriptures here, and the Bible says in Jonah chapter 2, starting with verse 1, it says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish, and he said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down into the heart of the sea. The the mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, "O oh Lord, you have driven me from your presence, yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. I want to jump down to verse number nine. Austin, and it says this, it says, but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows, for my salvation comes from the Lord, the Bible says, then the Lord ordered the fish to spit out Jonah out into the beach, I don't have a title, so you can just leave that scripture up there, um, but, um, It's a very, very intriguing story. It's a story that I like and a story that I like to revisit every so often and just kind of remind myself because a lot of times I see myself in Jonah. When you read Jonah chapter 1, you see Jonah is on a port He's on a port where the boats are docked. And the boats are going in different directions. One's going to Tarsus, the other is going to Nineveh. And so you have these two options that Jonah has right in front of him. He has instructions to go to Nineveh. God says, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to preach repentance. And in his rebellion and in his his own mind and his own decision making, he says, You know what? I'm going to go to Tarsus, and so that's where we find don't, don't, uh, that's where we find Jonah. God does not call us to our own agenda to to accomplish what we think is meaningful and perfect, purposeful, but in fact, God calls us to His divine purpose and dispatches us oftentimes as instruments to His will, so that ultimately God's will will be. Uh, uh, God's will will be um, fulfilled on the earth <clears throat> God often respects our de- uh, respects our own will to a degree that often allows us to make our own choices and oftentimes those choices get us into a lot of trouble and as we as we see in the life of Jonah with Jonah's choices and Jonah's ability to make his own choices and say okay do I follow God and go to Nineveh and preach repentance or do do I go to Tarsus and just kind of run from the voice of God? What, what, what the, the background story is, is that Nineveh, Nineveh was a big and powerful city at the time of Jonah. If you do research and you, and you just kind of do your research in the history, Nineveh had about 100,000 people. In fact, when you read in Jonah chapter four, when you read uh, in, in the last part of the chapter, you read that, in fact, it took Jonah three Days to get through the city. Could you imagine that? Imagine you walking through the city and it take three days. And so Jonah's task and what God asked of Jonah was to go to this city, a city that was an enemy to Jonah, a city that was an enemy to the people of Israel and preach repentance. That's a big task. One man with one mission. And one purpose, it's easy right now to preach or to teach or to, you know, go on social media and, and proclaim God's goodness. You know, all you do is you type it in and you press send it on Facebook. You know, God is good. God is love. God is grace. Or you can post on Instagram, on social media. But one man with no microphone, no social media, had a task from God. And his, his decision, his will was to, do I follow God's will or do I follow mine? Do I follow my own human will? And that's pretty awesome about God because God often gives us the ability to make our own choices. And sometimes those choices lead us into trouble. Amen. How many can, how many can attest to that? How many can attest to that? How many can attest that sometimes our own decisions and our own choices? I, I've, I've learned that in five years of being, of being married to an amazing woman, sometimes my decisions and sometimes my choices get me in trouble with a, with a, with a very, very strong but loving woman. Amen. <laughs> and so here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We see Jonah. And and like Jonah, life gives us so many options. And so Jonah is at the dock, and he has choices of a different destination. Jonah decides to wrestle with God's work, Nineveh or Tarsus. Do I go to Nineveh or do I go to Tarsus? Do I go to Nineveh? And so what happens is when you read in the story, Jonah gets on the boat, and God does not stop him. He gets on a boat, and he heads instead of Nineveh, where God wants him to go, the Bible says that he heads on a boat, and he goes towards Tarsus. God does not stop him. He gets his bags and his luggage and whatever he has to to go on this journey and he puts them on the boat and God does not stop him. And I'm sure there was time and there was a process of of loading cargo and being on the boat and sitting there and just waiting for the boat to launch and Jonah is there with time just waiting and God does not stop him through his time, through that process, which tells us, which tells us this that God will let us make our own choices and our own decisions, but just because they're not the choice that God wants us to make, it doesn't make it right, amen? It doesn't make it right. God allows them to do it and God does not stop them. In fact, the boat leaves the dock and God does not stop it. And so Jonah, probably in his own mind, in his own thinking, he's like, all right, well, this is okay. I could disobey God and everything's fine. I could disobey. I don't have to listen to God. I don't have to listen to what God is asking me, and everything will be okay. But the Bible says this. The Bible says, the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end result, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strong phrase, but it's Bible, but it says the end result is death meaning that everything may may seem okay in its origin. It may seem like it's all right. It's the right choice. But the end result will lead to destruction. And oftentimes it's self-destruction. It's destruction that we cause. It's called chaos that we cause in ourselves. And so Jonah leaves the dock. And all of a sudden there's what happens. You guys know what happened. The storm hits. The storm arises, right? The storm arises. The Bible says that this storm and this chaos begins to happen. And the people on the boat, the people on the ship are like, what's going on? But but here's the deal. God was not after the cargo of the ship. And God was not after the people on the boat. And God was not after the captain of the ship. God was after one man. And God caused chaos and God caused calamity to happen to get Jonah's attention. And oftentimes, the choices that we make, the wrong choices that we make, puts everybody else in harm's way. Choices that we make, choices that we know, you know what, this is not what God is asking of me. Choices that cause chaos and choices that cause destruction. Oftentimes, we fail to realize that it doesn't just affect me. But it affects the people around me. It'll affect my family. It'll affect my job, maybe my coworkers. Affect my relationship with people, with my children, with my husband, or with my wife. And these choices that we make have such a severe consequence. Oftentimes, like in my in my own life, through just a series of bad choices looking back as an, uh, as, a, as, a, as an adult, maybe sometimes still immature, but looking back as an adult, I, I see the decisions that I made, and I see the people that I've hurt, and I see the relationships that I've damaged, innocent people, relationships, people that put their trust in me, people that put their confidence in me, and because of my wrong choices and because of my, my actions, and because of me not following what God asked me to do, I put people in harm's way and I created chaos, unnecessary chaos in people's lives. But the Bible says again, there is a way that seems right to a man but the end result is death. And that's such a powerful and profound scripture. It really is. Because through that, sometimes, and even sometimes in the chaos, we're like, everything will be okay. This chaos is just temporary. And everything may look all right, but the destruction is far more severe than what we realize. Finally, the Bible says, they figure it out. They, they, They come together. They get collective. They're like, wait a second. Something is going on here. There's something happening here. God is up to something or something is wrong. Something is not right. And they start to talk amongst themselves. Somebody has displeased God and they start to the process of elimination. Well, it's not me. It's not me. It's not the captain. There's not somebody on board. Wait a second. They go down and they find Jonah asleep and they wake him up and they're like, who are you? Don't you realize there's chaos? And Jonah's asleep. Jonah's like, I- I'm cool right now. I'm going to try to do everything I can to ignore the situation. I'm going to do everything I can to, to just black out what's happening, black out my rebellion from God. And so while the chaos is happening, they're trying to figure out, wait, what's going on? And finally, they get to Jonah, and Jonah admits, wait, here I am. I'm, I'm a prophet. I'm this guy. God asked me to go to Nineveh, but instead, I chose to go to Tarshish, and they're like, what? What's happening? Why? And they all become afraid, and so Jonah's like, okay, throw me, out, throw me overboard, God just wants me. God just wants me. And so they do. They throw Jonah overboard, and the Bible says that he was swallowed up by a fish. And once Jonah was overboard and in the water, the chaos stopped. The chaos stopped. The chaos stopped. And, And that just reminds me in my own life that once I submit to God and once I admit to God, hey, I've made a mistake. I've done some things I shouldn't have done. The chaos for everybody else kind of calms down. That's just in my own life. But the choices that I make cause the chaos and my submission to God and my admittance of my mistake allows God to have a teaching moment in my life. Amen. So the Bible says that we find Jonah and Jonah is in the belly of God. A fish. He's in the belly of a, of a whale. The Bible doesn't say it just says a giant fish. Some say it's a whale. Some say, you know, whatever people have their theories. It's a it's a sea monster. Some people think that Jonah died. He was dead for three days. But there's a there's a repentance that Jonah does. And that's where we pick up. That's where we pick up our scriptures. We pick up where Jonah begins to repent it's kind of amazing and I love how the Bible just uses pictures and, and uses 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 the story to just paint a beautiful picture because, because here we are, the Bible says that the, that Jonah was in the belly of a fish and he was in the ocean, in the depths of the ocean, but the Bible says that he was he was going through the valleys and the mountains of the ocean. and that's almost sim- symbolic and it's, and it's kind of ironic because here Jonah is at the top of a mountain but in the bottom of the depths of the ocean. And let me, just, let me just say this, that sometimes when we admit our mistakes and we admit our failures, that even though things may seem bleak and things may seem like we're in, we're in just the struggle, we're in the blackness of this, this dark sea, that even in that moment, we're still, we're still on top of a mountain. We're still able to see what God can do through our, mistake, our mistakes and through our failures. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's a little funny because Jonah begins to repent, and he's like, God, I can't, you know, I flee from you, and I tried to run from you. It, it's, it's, it's a little funny, and it's, and it's kind of like me, that, that Jonah actually thought that he could flee The presence of God. I have an opportunity to go to Nineveh, but instead I'm going to go to Tarsus and I'm going to try to flee God's God's will. I'm going to try to flee the presence of God. It's a little it's a little immature in my opinion, but a lot of times I've I've done that. I've tried to go in opposite direction other than what God had from my life, trying to flee the presence of the God, trying to uh, flee the presence of God. But you know what I found in those moments you know what I found in 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 the club where when I was trying to flee the presence of God, that God is still in the club. And I'm just going to be honest. God is still there. I've been in moments I've been in and, and not to highlight that life. But I've I, I remember distinctly I was I was with friends and we went to a, it was a birthday party and, you know, I was there and I was hanging out with friends and it was in a club. And I remember just watching everybody and just kind of looking at everybody. And God just began to speak to me in that moment. This is not you. This is not what you're supposed to be doing. This is not what I called you to do. And through that chaos and through, the, through what seemed like fun at the moment, even in a club, the presence of God was still there with me. Where do you go to flee the presence of God? Where can you go? David says, in the, David says in the book of Psalms, if I make my bed in hell, you are still there with me. So where do you go to flee the presence of God? And like that, and like Jonah in the story, Jonah is in the valley of the well in the depths of the dark ocean through a series of mistakes and choices that he made. And yet the presence of God is still there. Amen. Amen. I love the story because of the fact that that through the prayers and, and, and through Jonah, if we can go back to verse if we can go back to, to 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 verse nine. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise and I will fulfill my vows for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. There was enough in Jonah through his rebellion, through his act of rebellion, to say, you know what, if I just make it right, if I just, if I just admit that my salvation, because right now I'm in this belly of this fish, if I, just, if I just admit that God is my salvation, everything will be okay. If I just submit my will to God, everything will be all right. And the Bible says that the Lord ordered the fish to, to spit out Jonah. And Jonah, when it's all said and done, finds himself on the beach of Nineveh. <laughs> finds himself on the beach of Nineveh. I mean, I mean, think about that. Isn't that, isn't that like us, right? When we, when we try to run from God and we try to run from the right thing, when we try to run from it, and, and then the hardships come, and then the chaos comes, and then the chaos hits everybody, and then we say, okay, God, you're trying to teach me something. I know better. I should have listened to you in the first place. I should have listened to pastor. I should have listened to the, the voices that the, 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 the people that God put in my life. When it's all said and done, we end up just where God wanted us. And we think, man, I could have avoided all this trouble. I could have avoided this heartache if I just would have listened to God in the first place. If I just would have listened to God, all of this would have been avoided. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so we see that God through 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 an act of rebellion and through an act of and I I I I I hate using that word, but but it was. He was rebelling against what God wanted him to do. As simple as go to this city and preach repentance. I mean, and here's the deal, right? I mean you know, I, I don't know what was going through Jonah's mind, you know, I, I mean, I know he kind of has a conversation with God in the first, like in chapter four, and he's like, look, God, they've, they've done this, and they're evil, and they're wicked, but, but, but at the end of the day, when he preaches that, the Bible says that, that the king got off his throne, and he ordered a decree, and the entire city, 100,000 people. Think about that. Think about what it was like four or 5,000 years ago, a city that had 100,000 people, and everybody in the city repented. Think about that. That's pretty powerful. Just think about what you could do and who you could reach if you submit your will and you align it to the will of God. Just think about who you could reach and who you could affect. And so sometimes I think we doubt ourselves and we're like, well, I could never make a difference. I could never. But you know what? God has asked us to be his spokesperson. It's not just for me or it's not just for pastor or it's not just for the different leaders in the church, but it's for everybody. When you are filled with the spirit of God and you bear his name, you are asked to preach this precious truth. Preach it through your everyday living at work and at school. I, pre, I, talk to, I talk to our students about that all the time. At school, just by living an example. I mean, and here's the deal. Like, let's just let's just be honest. And if you haven't figured it out by now, I mean, there's something different about you, anyways. There's something special about you. Being in the presence of God on a Wednesday, being in the presence of God on a Sunday, being in the presence of God in our small groups, the presence of God, it just resonates on us. It's just, it's just there with us. And so even though we're at, at school or even though we're in the workplace or even though we're, you know, wherever we're at, wherever we're at in a grocery store, you know, how many have had, like, let's just, let's just do a quick poll. How many people have had someone come up to you and say, you know, I, I don't know what it is about you, but, but you're different. There's something special about you. And so the, the reality is, is that people already know that there's something different about you, that, that you have the, the presence of God that glows on you. And so it doesn't matter in school or at work or in the grocery store or wherever they get in the bank. I mean, let's just do what God is asking us to do. Let's just be what God is asking us to be. Let's just preach what God is asking us to preach. But oftentimes, this, this just reminder, and again, maybe this is for me, maybe this is for nobody here other than me, but, but, but it's a reminder uh, uh, of, of Jonah that when God asks us, when God asks me to do something, to be something, to live something, to go somewhere, to do this, and I choose not to, and I choose to flee from God, and flee from what he is asking me. The trouble that I create for myself is not worth it. The trouble that I create, the chaos that I create in my life. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I'm, I, I, just, I get so frustrated with myself. Just living in that repetitive chaos sometimes that, that I because by making just poor choices in my life say well what kind of poor choices just poor choices you know i mean it could be it could be simple things like Forgetting to pay a bill and having to pay a a, a a finance fee, you know, and 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 on my credit card and my wife, like it turns into a, you know, hey, like we gotta save her every, you know, and I do the I do the finances, <laughs> I, I do, but sometimes like I'm like ah oh, just I'll pay it in a minute and I kind of forget, not I really don't nothing that bad, but, but my wife is like we gotta save her like every every penny. It's not just it's not just our our money. It's it's our daughter's money now, you know, and and just. You know the 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 chain effect that it has from something as simple as not paying a bill on time, and so yeah, I'm talking about a bigger thing here. I'm talking about Jonah just trying to enact his over will or or overpower or submit his will over God's will, but the but the the principle is there. The principle of of if we just submit to God, if we just do what God is asking us to do in the first place, we could save ourselves. A lot of trouble and a lot of heartache. And eventually we'll get it. It it might take us, it might take somebody like me longer than it takes somebody else, you know. But the truth of the matter is, is eventually we'll get it. Eventually it'll it'll just, doing it over, banging your head against that wall over and over, you finally wake up and say, okay, I I, I understand, I get it. God, I'll listen to everything you ask me to do. God, I'll be everything you ask me to be. Amen? Amen. I don't know how much longer I can spend on this leg. So this is what I'm gonna do. I really am. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm sorry. Um, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask everybody if we could just stand. And and I do wanna say this before before we <laughs> before we before we close. I I hear it in conversations sometimes, you know, like I hear, you know people talk with me, or just through the course of conversation, you know, like, they're like, oh, my life is in chaos, and, you know, the, dev- the devil's been after me, and the devil's been after my family, or I just feel like I'm being attacked, you know, and the devil's just trying to create this chaos in my life, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, I, I just, I think we give the devil more credit than, than what he, than he, what he really deserves, like I really do. I, you know, I mean, I know the Bible says he comes to kill, he comes to steal, he comes to destroy, right? But, I mean, let's just, just be honest. At the end of the day, it's our choice whether we're going to, to fulfill whatever temptation he puts before us. It, it's up to us whether we're going to, in our mind, you know, or in our heart, I should say, because often, more often than not... We, we we commit that sin in our heart before we ever fulfill it and act it out, right? But the devil, the truth of the matter is, is, is we give we give the devil like way more more credit than he deserves. The the devil, don't blame him for the chaos. Don't don't blame him for for the for the the, the chaos that's happening around you. I think I think what we need to do, I think is what we need to do is just pull ourselves away and say okay, what in my life, what decision have I made? What is God asking me to do that I'm not doing that's causing this chaos around me? And, 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 and get yourself alone with God. Get yourself in a prayer closet and say, okay, God, here I am. What am I not doing that you've asked me to do? And, and honestly, maybe we forget man, there's some things that God has asked me and I'm like, okay, God, I'll, you know, I'll think about it, (laughs) as silly as that may sound. And then life happens and and I'm like, okay, God, you're like, you're asking me, okay, like, what is it that you're really asking me to do? And, And sometimes it just takes us separating ourselves from the chaos and from life and saying, God, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you're asking me to do? How are you asking me to submit to you? And that's it. It's as simple as that. And then something that I I talk with our young people about, listening. Listening to the voice of God, hearing the voice of God, creating an atmosphere where we can hear the voice of God. Where we separate ourselves, separate ourselves from the from the from the noise of life, to hear. You know, it took Jonah to be in in the bottom of the ocean, in the belly of a whale, for him to say, "Okay, God." But I'm telling you right now, it, it doesn't take us to be in in, in in engulfed in fish guts and and seaweed and and water for us to hear what God is asking us to do. It could be as simple as. Sitting in your seat or standing in your seat or coming up to an altar and drowning out the noise and saying, okay, God, here I am. Here I am. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage whoever this message is for. And, and, and again, I think it's for me more than anything. But during this time, while my wife is out of town for the next couple of days, I've used this opportunity to just be alone with God and say, okay, God, readjust me. Like re, 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 redirect me, recalibrate my life so that the chaos doesn't keep continuing continue to happen in my family. You know, I, I drive, for, I drive for, for Uber sometimes on just, you know, every so often. Uh, I, I did it for the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I don't know if anyone knows what Uber is here. Some people do. But I drive for it. And, and on the app while I'm driving, like there's there's, um, there's the directions, you know. And you know what I love about that and God God's kind of been giving me a little thought about this but you know what I love about that is that when I make a wrong turn you know I'm trying to get to you know somebody's house or wherever I'm picking somebody up if I make a wrong turn like the little the little navigation recalibrates and it says you've made you've made the wrong turn like turn here turn back around and it just recalibrates and it puts me right back on the right track and that's what I love about God. That's what I love because when we separate ourselves and we, we, we get alone and we get in a little quiet place or we come to an altar like what we're going to do in a minute or in our seats, it allows God to just kind of recalibrate and say, you know, you've done your own will and I've asked you to do this. And if you just submit and if you just listen to me, the chaos in life, the poor choices and wrong decisions will stop. So I want to I want to get out of the way. I'm going to let God do his thing. But if you want to stand in your seat and maybe just maybe just be real with God for a moment. Just have some real time and say, "Okay, God, here I am. Open and honest. I've made some mistakes. I've caused chaos in life for me and for people and the people around me in my relationships. But here I am. I'm ready to I'm ready to be recalibrated in life. If you're if you're if you're if you're so inclined if you want to come up to the altar and find a place to pray. You're more than welcome to. The altars are opened. I'm going to get out of the way and I'm going to ask our singers to to just sing a song, whatever you guys have in mind or whatever you guys are feeling. But let's give God an opportunity to just kind of readjust and recalibrate us. Because at the end of the day, I'm tired of being that Jonah where I have to learn the hard way. Amen. And I think at the end of the day, knowing this and just talking myself through this, I think my wife and I think my family will be thankful as well I think the people around you the people in life will be just as thankful that you finally decided to say okay God here I am let the chaos stop and let me submit to your will amen, amen. for more information about who we are we invite you to go to thepromisecenter.com God bless you